Welcome to Riverbend Church's podcast, and thanks for listening. Riverbend is a church in Hernando, Mississippi, that is focused on our calling to restore the community around us. For more information, visit rbhernando.church. We hope you enjoy the message. So, on October the 8th, 2017, that was the first time that that intro was played from this room. And we began a journey that uh, I titled Route 66. And today we come to the end of that. Now we have taken a couple of breaks from that, um, but uh, we have journeyed through a number of sites and a number of passages, a number of places on the journey of Route 66. If you have a copy of God's Word with you today, I want to close our series out with Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Now some of you would uh, think of, why are we closing out Route 66? If we come to the end of Route 66, why are we not in Revelation? Well, it'll be a long sermon, but uh, we'll get there. Maybe not too long. And uh, we'll see how... We close this series out. Philippians chapter 3, as you turn there, um, let me just introduce the sermon this way. I've told you a number of times uh, about a trip. You know, when it gets trip day, when it's time for the trip, I just go in a different mode. My mood changes, Attitude changes, words change. I'm on a mission, and the mission is the end of the map. Whatever the destination is, that is it, period. End of discussion. And everybody at my house says, oh, I really don't want to go on a trip with you today. I get it. Um, A number of years ago, and I think I might have even uh, shared this before, but a number of years ago, we were on our way to Florida. And um, what was going to happen was we were going to spend a week down at the beach. And as we were going to spend a week at the beach, there were some things that needed to leave our house, namely a white lab named Zeke. And so uh, what was going to happen is we were all going to pack in the truck and we were going to go south. We were going to exchange vehicles in New Albany where Interstate 22 meets Highway 15. My dad and mom were going to be there. We were going to exchange vehicles. They were going to keep Zeke for the week and we were going to go to the beach. And it was extremely hot, kind of like this past week, extremely hot that Sunday that we started to pack after church. And um, as we did that, Zeke loaded up in the back of the truck and we went to Wendy's. And we sat in the drive-thru, seemed like 75 hours. And Zeke decided he was going to get out of the truck and go do his business. Y'all get that? It was extremely hot and he was going to get out of the truck. And I was like, Zeke, you can't get out of the truck, dog. But he got out of the truck, and I went and chased him and made him get back in the truck, and then he jumped back out of the truck to go do his business, and I went and chased him, and it was 172 degrees outside, and I was red, 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 extremely red. And I made him get back in the truck, and he said, okay, I'll show you. He did his business in the back of the truck. 
And that's when our offices were over at the Extended Missions Network office. And so I took the truck, after we got our meal, I took the truck over there to hose it out. And in doing so, I took the bags out and put them on the sidewalk. I hosed the truck out. Put Zeke in the back of the truck and we're on our way. And 15 miles down the road, I said, hey, Mary Morgan, Nathan, look in the back of the truck and see if there are bags back there. And of course, they're not. And the extremely red got even more. I don't think I said like seven words between there and Alabama. Because I knew if I had said anything, it would not have been good. We're on a trip. We're on a journey. The journey that you and I find ourselves on today is the journey that we call life. And that journey, for every single one of us, that journey has a goal. And I want you to listen to what Paul argued, what he he stated, what he charged those at Philippi and for you and me as believers in Christ, what our goal is in this journey called life. Philippians chapter 3, starting in verse number 8, Paul records these words. Indeed, I, I count everything as loss. I count it all as loss because this is of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For His sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them but rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ. Verse 9, And be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and may share His sufferings, being like Him in His death, that by any means possible, any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Verse 12. Not that I've already obtained it or am already perfect, but I press on To make it my own. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature, think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have obtained. Heavenly Father, as we spend these moments, God, draw our focus and our attention on the goal. God, none of us in this room know when that goal is going to be reached, when we're going to see you face to face. 
But Father, every single one of us in the room are, are searching for a goal. God, may we see that that goal is You. The upward call. God, may we focus our lives, this journey, on the goal. Father, would You speak this morning, draw us close to You, and uh, God, use this Word in my life, in, in our lives, to solidify, not just a foundation, but to solidify the focus and direction of our lives. We ask it in your son's name, in Jesus' name. Amen. As you look at the, uh, what I entitled, a view of the open road of this journey of life, the first point that we see this morning is this, distractions on the road often draw, draw our attention away from where it should be. Distractions on the road often draw our attention away from where it should be. If you look there in verses 8 through 11, Paul kind of closes out a thought that he actually started in verse number 3 of this chapter. Speaking about how he viewed life, what was right, what was good, what was important in life. He states in verse 8, he says, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I've suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Paul said, you know what? There's, there's a ton of distractions that happen in life. Not, not distractions like I told you about in, on that trip going, going down to Florida. No, I'm, I'm talking about real distractions in life that you can put your focus on, I can put my focus on, that we have, we, we know example after example of individuals who put their whole lives, that's what they throw their whole lives at. These distractions. Distractions like Fortune, distractions like fame, family, leisure, work. Look what Paul says in the verses right before where we started. In verse number 3 down through verse 7, it states this. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. We don't put any confidence in the flesh. Though I myself, Paul speaking, I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh. Also, if anyone else thinks that he has reason for confidence in the flesh, anybody want to brag about their upbringing? Anybody want to look at their, their bank account? Anybody want to look where they're from? Any of the status symbols of the day? If anyone else thinks that he has a reason of confidence, I have more. The end of verse 4 states... And then he describes why he could have that confidence. Verse 5, circumcised on the eighth day, checks that one off. Of the people of Israel, checks that one off. Of the tribe of Benjamin, 
A Hebrew of Hebrews checks that one off. As to the law, he's a Pharisee. Check it off. As to zeal, he persecuted the church. As to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Sir, you can think about all kinds of things in life. Ma'am, you, you can't. You can think about all kinds of things. Fortune. How much is enough in the bank account? Fame. Your 15 minutes. Family. As I was thinking about this and writing down notes, um, I stated this. All three of those and every other one except for what Paul speaks of fail the final test. Sure, you and I can fill our lives up with these things. Uh, wanting a list of credentials in any of the areas, any arena of life, you and I can fill that list up. But it fails the final test. Eternity. Fortunes. They're all gone when you hit the casket. Fame. Forgotten. 15 minutes after you and I might have had the 15 minutes of fame forgotten, moved on. Family. Maybe a new generation comes on the scene. And all you find yourself is a picture on the wall. Look at what he says. I had all of these boxes checked, yet it was rubbish. The word rubbish there is a garbage term. And not just garbage as in a hefty bag, but garbage as in what you and I flush down the toilet. That is what he equals this with. Everything that this world has to offer is like you and me just going and flushing the toilet. That is the junk. That is the rubbish and then he says, I've counted it all as loss for the surpassing knowledge of knowing Christ. So what's the action? Is there any way for you to get away from distractions? Not really. Distractions are going to come. You're traveling down the road. You don't know that the pothole's there. You don't know that there's road work. You don't know that the exit's closed. You don't know what is coming around the corner. But as soon as the distraction comes, understand it for what it is. It is a distraction and get your eyes, sir, ma'am, get your eyes back on the goal. Distractions often take your focus and my focus away from the goal. Whether it's leisure, work, family, dollars. See the distractions for what they are and focus back on the road. But not only do we see that distractions come up and get our focus off, but a second point this morning is this, that life is a journey and you and I are all seeking the goal. 
There in verse 12, he says, not that I've already obtained this. I've not already reached the goal. I'm not already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. It's a journey. I've stated this before, but I love talking to lost people. I love talking to lost people. And the reason I love talking to lost people is because they don't mind telling you their junk. It's just life, and they just, hey, that's just what happened Tuesday. Let's move on. Here's what happened Wednesday. Whew, that's worse than Tuesday. We church people. Let's be honest. We church people have the same junk. Yet we just know how to cover it up. We, we church people uh, oftentimes find ourselves um, spraying potpourri around trying to make everything smell good. When all you and I need to understand is it stinks. And get it out. You and I find ourselves on a journey, Riverbend. In that journey, there there are times that you and I might think that we're lost. There are times that you and I might lose the direction, might even lose the road. Acknowledge that. Spiritually acknowledge it. For whatever reason, I don't know, I'm just in a desert place. For whatever reason, it's just a fog. I cannot see for the next step. For whatever reason, I don't have it all together. Not that I've already obtained this goal. Or that I'm already perfect. But I press on to make it my own. Why? Because Christ Jesus has made me His own. There are times where you too need to come to this point and say, all right, got to backtrack some. I left my bags at the sidewalk and I need those bags if I'm going to move forward. If Paul Catch this, if, if Paul says he hasn't obtained it, he has not attained the goal yet, maybe you and I need to just understand that uh, we haven't either. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Don't think that you have arrived, sir, ma'am. Because you've been in a church now for five years, a decade, or however long, life's a journey. This man, Paul, let's remember where he's coming from. Let's remember what he's doing at the moment that he's writing this letter. This man, beaten 39 lashes multiple times. This man, Paul, stoned left outside the city thinking that he's dead or they would have thrown more stones 
if they didn't think that he was already dead. This man shipwrecked. This man chained to multiple Roman guards at multiple different times in life. This man wrote Romans chapter 7 and said, hey, the things that I don't want to do, that's what I'm doing. Things that I want to do, I don't have a clue why I'm not doing them. Wretched man that I am. Least of the apostles. Greatest of sinners. I hadn't attained it yet. I have not reached the goal. Doesn't say that there's not a goal. He just says I hadn't reached it. The, the curves, the bumps, the stops, the road work, the detours. They're all opportunities for you and me to be distracted. For you and me to get off the road, the journey. Don't. Keep your focus on the goal. Remember that the journey is still in front of you. So what do we do? If we acknowledge verse 12, not that I've already obtained it, not that I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made it, made me His own. So what do we do? Practice saying I'm sorry and meaning it. Say, hey, yeah, I, I did you wrong. I, I need to ask you to forgive me. Yes, I know that I failed again. I had that same attitude. I said those same words six weeks later. I understand it. I did the same thing. There's a goal out there, spouse. There's, there's a goal out there, child. There's a goal out there, parent. We have not obtained it yet. But stay with me because that's where I'm headed. Final third point about the journey this morning is just that, that you and I must focus on the goal. Focus on the goal is needed to attain it. If you and I are going to stand on the top of the mountain, if we're going to reach the goal, then we must focus there. Let me read verse 13 down through verse 14. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind me, straining forward toward what lies ahead, I press on. I press on toward the goal of the upward call. The goal of life. The prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What is the upward call? So I was thinking about that, and I was trying to understand what Paul is saying. It, it took me back a couple of chapters in, in this book, in Philippians. And, and in Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 down through verse 24 or 25, Paul had these things to say about um, life and about his spot in life. Look, look on the screen and you see in Philippians chapter 1 what he has to say. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live on in this flesh, that, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet 
Which shall I choose? I, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. Paul is saying, hey, it would be so much easier for me here is the goal. The goal is for me to be with Christ. That is, that is going to be far better. But right now, at this time, I, I know that that's not where God wants me. So, therefore, I, I'm going to be here. And as long as I'm here, I want to be fruitful for you. You and I don't know when we will reach the goal. The upward call. You and I have been created for something. It's not for fortune, it's not for fame, it's not for just family, it's not for leisure, it's not because this is what we like, it's not because of a job. You and I have been created for something, and that something is Christ. And you and I don't know when we are going to see Him face to face. Paul stated it in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. Right now, you and I look at him through a mirror, dark and dim, but one day we will see him face to face. And when we see him, we'll be just like him. So when, that's, when is that day coming? I turned over to Revelation and uh, read these words. Revelation chapter 19, then I heard what seemed like the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of mighty pearls of thunder crying out there in verse 6, hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns, let us rejoice and exult and give Him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and His bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Chapter 21 starts. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. Then the angel showed me the river, the water of life as 22 starts, bright as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, the leaves of the tree, the healing of the nations, no longer will there be anything accursed. But the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it and his servants will worship him and they will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or of sun for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever. 
The upward call is to be our focus. When will we be a part of that? When will we see that into fruition? When will we see that we have attained that summit? I don't know. Five minutes from now? 15 minutes from now? 15 years from now? 1,500 years from now? I do not know. But the goal is there. And Paul says this, as long as I'm here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to forget what was behind me. You blew it last week. I know. You know why I know? Because you're human. Because you and I both are of the lineage of Adam, our father, and in us is a sin nature. Paul says, forgetting what lies behind. I can't change what happened last week. But I can toil. I can press on. I can strain and forwardly look for that call. Toil, to work, straining, extending toward something. Pressing on is a term used of labor, work, to run toward this goal. The upward call of God. Our time's tough. Time's tough at the house. Time's tough at the job site. Or time's tough in life with health concerns and health issues. Or time's tough. Remember that there's an upward call. Time's good. I don't know about you, but when times are good, that is one of the first opportunities that I have or that I take to take my eyes off of him times are tough focus on the goal if times are good focus on the goal if times are somewhere in between focus on the goal and the goal is the upward call of Christ Jesus route 66 starts on the south side of Chicago And 2,488 miles later, Route 66 ends in the middle of the pier in Santa Monica. If you find yourself on that pier, you go right past a new establishment. Well, not so new these days, but a new establishment, Bubba Gump Shrimp. And right past that building on the left, saw it, not... A number of years ago, but I saw the sign. The sign was the end of Route 66. Route 66, the sermon series has been portraits and pictures, exits of human life and God's call on their lives. God's call on your life and my life all through the 66 books of Scripture. Did we hit everything, everyone? No. Nor does Route 66. But along the way, there were some exits and some roads and some turns and some road work on that journey that you and I needed. And you and I needed to grab a hold of 
And you and I need to chew on, to work on, and to get back on the road. Why? Because there's a call on your life. And that call on your life and that call on my life is to know Him above everything else, to love Him above anything and everyone else, and to surrender our lives to Him. And when you and I do that, all your problems don't go away. But there is one who walks with you through every one of your problems. All your struggles don't go away. But there is one who can help you through each and every struggle. And there is a goal ahead that passes every test Not just for here, not just for the moment, but for all eternity. And it is the upward call of God in, through Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. Father, as as we come, there are scores of people in the room. Father, every single one of us are on different points of the journey. Every single one of us are different bends of the road, so to speak. And God, you know the intricate details of every one of our lives. God, you know we're hurting. Even when nobody else does. You know the the sin that is there when nobody else does. There is no secret between us and you because you know all things. You are omniscient. Father, some in the room are spiritually, God, they're not on the journey because they aren't yours. You love them. You gave your life for them, Jesus. They're not yours. I pray as they go through the journey of life today, at this moment, God, they would see the the road sign that you have placed there. Father, for us that are yours, that know you, God, we we still fail every day. God, I blow it. Thank you for loving me. Thank you, Father, for continuing to direct my attention back to the journey, back to the road, back to that call. Father, for those that you have around us right now, around us as in this faith family called River Bend. God, may we be used by you to restore lives, families, this community for your namesake through loving you, serving others, and God, living sent. Draw us back right now. May our focus be right now on you. The goal of life 
is you. Father, may we see that. May you move in this time of response. Father, your word has gone forth. Stand on your promise from your word that it won't come back void. God, continue to pierce with your sword, your word, in my life and in our lives. For good. We ask it in Christ's name. To join us in this time of response and obey him, whatever he's calling you to do, River Bend, you obey, sir, ma'am, you obey. If you need to come forward and pray, I'll be here. Here's the altar right where you are. But join Alex and the worship team as we continue to worship. You respond back to him. You have been listening to the latest message from Riverbend Church. We hope you enjoyed it. Live simple.